Heine pee, Heine pee, Heine pee. Wajani wina, Shankishina, Hirikargi wina. Hanach ni pee, Harajara we. Pee, Wonungshana. Good morning and greetings from the land of 11 nations, or as everyone else calls it, Wisconsin. I am doing fantastic this morning, and I sincerely hope every one of you are doing as well. <clears throat> With so much going on in the world today, I thought I'd spend a couple of minutes just focusing on what's going on or a little part of it and see if we can't make sense of that. To each and every one of you who spends a little time listening to this podcast every week, sincerely, I thank you. Time is our most precious commodity, and I truly appreciate you spending yours with me. If you like what you're hearing, or if you vehemently disagree with something, or all of what I talk about is just garbage, give me a call and vent your spleen. Let me know what I got right and what I got wrong. I'm in my office almost all of the time, so I can always be easily reached. If you don't know my phone number, try my Gmail. My Gmail address is moneycucksick at gmail.com. That's M-A-N-I-K-A-K-S-I-K at gmail.com. I'm really good at answering uh, people on my Gmail, so firing off an email. I mean, let me know what's on your mind. I can also be reached on the Chipotle Facebook page. I've slowed down a hair on posting content, but these things seem to come in waves with me. So perhaps I'll run into a wave of creativity and start posting like I was. I'm also available on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Is MySpace still a thing? Man, MySpace was always my favorite. I just loved all the stuff you could add. Ah, good times. Something I find interesting is why do we, the Ho-Chunk Nation as a group, always look at organizations to help us, to save us, if you will. The Ho-Chunk Nation, the state and federal governments, now 12 clans. And we bitch and moan when they don't come across for us. How come we don't have any do any of the heavy lifting for ourselves? Where are all the private organizations, the clubs, if you will, that that promote businesses, that promote growth and education within our nation privately. How come we don't have any business groups, Toastmasters, education groups, engineering clubs, computer programming clubs, carpentry clubs? We don't have any groups unless someone gets paid or there's funding. How come? Anyways, on Saturday, December 3rd at Ho-Chunk Gaming, Wisconsin Dells, 12 clans hosted their annual shareholders meeting. It wasn't as exciting as last year's meeting, but you can't have that type of free-for-all happen every year now, can you? First things first, we didn't make quorum. Second year in a row, 12 clans has failed to make quorum in their shareholders meeting. Let's deal with that first. If this was a one-off, I could understand this, but this is getting to be a regular occurrence not just for 12 clans, but for a lot of our political get-togethers. The Ho-Chunk Nation is setting a very dangerous precedent for ourselves. The Ho-Chunk Nation is a representative democracy. We elect le representatives, or legislators, to represent huge swaths of our population. And this serves us well in our day-to-day -day lives. We actually have serious problems with this as our representatives have lately been acting in their own self-interest 
instead of the greater population. But I digress. Now, I think it would be interesting if there was a constitutional requirement that states we have to have a 70% participation rate in all of our elections. Failing this, we shut down our government and rerun the election until we get a 70% participation rate. <clears throat> yeah, we close the doors and no business gets done straight across the line. That means no money going out the door for anything. No per cap, oh, excuse me, no general welfare, no payroll checks, no aid of any kind, nothing. We all talk the talk about our elders and our children. We all talk about being ho-chunk at what it means to us. But if we don't participate in our own elections, if we don't participate in our own governance, what is the point of having a representative democracy? What's the point of having a constitution? What is the point of our own sovereignty? How do we take care of our most vulnerable members if we couldn't care less about the institution that makes decisions for these individuals and their care? There is no point in having any of that. But for some reason, our apathy has gotten worse and worse as the years have gone by. We now see our nation more as a club, a wealthy club with deep pockets, but a club nonetheless. We bitch and moan about our lack of doing anything substantial as a nation. But for the most part, that's all we do. Complain. The thing that I see is that we don't take our government seriously. We don't take our sovereignty seriously. We see our tribe as a tribe in the old sense, not as a modern sovereign nation. We live within city, county, state, and federal jurisdictions. And these governing bodies supersede our own in many instances. And if they don't, we voluntarily cede control to them because it's easier than fighting for our sovereignty on a daily basis. We turn on the television, our iPads, our computers, or our phones, and we get inundated with news about Washington, D.C., Madison, Milwaukee, Green Bay. We go to TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we get snapshot of other people's lives. From these devices and sites, we see real problems in a real world from other people's perspectives. We see real people working to deal with these real problems. But from these same devices and sites, we get very little news from our own nation, our own battles, our own problems. These larger government institutions are more real to us. They are run in a professional manner and they are truly capable of handling and dealing with life's big problems. And we, in the Ho-Chunk Nation, defer to the people in these institutions. But we are a nation, a sovereign nation, the Ho-Chunk Nation. And this nation needs tending to on an almost daily basis. We, are left, we have left our government to its own devices, and now it's overgrown with weeds and unwanted growth. If we want to reestablish control of our nation, if we want to reestablish our sovereignty, we have to do the hard work of reestablishing the people's control of these institutions. We do this by simply raising the participation rate amongst us. Our voting numbers for Ho-Chunk elections is abysmal. I bet that Ho-Chunks have higher voting participation numbers among local, state, and federal elections than we do within our nation's elections. Now let's open this up a bit and take a look at our general council. We have failed to achieve quorum in how many of our last general councils? 
three, and four if you count the illegal general council in Black River Falls last September. Why is this? We're even getting paid and fed, and we still can't get quorum. What about our area meetings? I can only think of a couple of areas in which the participation numbers average in the double digits. Now, we add to this 12 clan shareholder meetings, which have failed to achieve quorum, and we have symptoms of a serious problem, apathy. We may have to take draconian measures to reestablish participation rates within our nation. And if that's what it takes, so be it. It's crazy that we can't get people to request a ballot by mail, fill it out, and mail it back to the tribal office building. It's crazy that we can't get people to phone in to an area meeting. It's crazy that we get the same old faces with the same qualifications, with the same tired ideas running for office. But here we are. Back to the 12 clans shareholders meeting. I'm here to tell you that even back when David Greendeer was fronting 12 clans, I was a huge fanboy. I love the concept of another organization within a nation taking financial and economic decisions away from the legislature. A professional outfit that was only concerned with profit and loss, hiring and firing on the basis of merit, doing something directly for the people in the business realm. Man, oh man, I thought that this, this was going to be the bee's knees. But 12 Clans Classic put the passive in passive investment, and the rest is Ho-Chunk financial bore, I mean lore. Okay, okay, then I thought 12 Clans 2.0 was really going to reinvent the wheel for the nation. They had seen the disaster that that Classic 12 Clans had been, And now they were going to grab the bulls by the horns and scream Carpe Diem all through the state. They were going to grab the Beloit Casino Project along with the Madison Casino, maybe even take control of our C-stores, possibly even our LLCs, really push the envelope in terms of job and wealth creation for the nation. Well, it couldn't have been more wrong. Whereas 12 Clans Classic was a passive wealth fund, And seriously, a way for people to draw a salary without accomplishing anything. And had a 30-year plan before the nation would have seen any money. 12 Clans 2.0, turns out, is fantastic at explaining what we have available in terms of land and present holdings. But, unfortunately, we'll be unable to do anything of substance without an infusion of funds. I understand. 12 Clans can't do anything anything until the legislature and the office of the president release their grip on these projects and funding. So, here we are, doing nothing. I don't know anything about the world of high finance, but I do know when nothing is getting done, and nothing is getting done. $20 million. Not a lot of money. When you want to sit at the big boys' table, I'll give you that. But that's the bankroll. That's our whole nut. That's it. You knew that coming in, though. You said, cool, I can do something with that. And I, for one, believed you wholeheartedly. I'm over here banging a drum for 12 Clans 2.0 and did what I could to educate Ho-Chunks in their stead. This is what's possible for 12 Clans 2.0 and us, the shareholders, I screamed. But 12 Clans 2.0 didn't want to get involved in a battle between the legislature and the office of the president. They wanted to remain above the fray. 
They made presentations to the Office of the President and the legislature and to the shareholders. Now, credit should be given to 12 clans because they have reached out and contacted nearly everyone and their attempt to sway everyone and everyone to help them in their vision. Their CEO, Eric Trevon, came even came on this very podcast and shared his vision. The last board never did reach out to the nation in any way, shape, or fashion. Now, in 12 Clans 2.0, in their online presentation, they said 12 Clans could really use more money. And man, oh man, once we get more money, Katie, bar the door. 12 Clans 2.0 was really going to take off then. But our legislature, along with our business department, is apparently going in another direction with Fourth World Design Group. Interesting, interesting thing about Fourth World, they are doing a survey, and I'm sure they'll grow up, they'll drop a great 10-year economic development plan, and the legislature will rally around this plan. One of the things that Fourth World found out in their survey, though, was that people wanted a separation of business from government. Is the legislature going to ex- execute on this first? I'm trying to remember, though, but didn't our legislature do a survey about 10 to 15 years ago and come up with a great economic plan back then? That came to naught. And didn't 12 clans present an online economic plan just a couple of weeks back? Where is all this money coming from for redundant for this redundant data? I'm not really sure what the Office of the President is doing in terms of economic uh, growth. So I guess I'm confused as to the state of the nation's future financial, economic, and employment plans. To be fair, I don't see us going anywhere at the moment, and this is a shame. It really disgusts me and pisses me off. The Beloit Casino, it's a possibility, but how long has it been since every federal, state, and local government agency... Uh, hold on a second signed off on this project and all that has gotten done is that we're in a process of sending out or receiving RFBs requests for proposals we got Linwood but that's on life support from the legislature funny how they never mentioned to us how big a check the legislature had to write just to keep the lights on at Linwood but nothing really no no solid plans for the nation's future I guess that was because our law firms weren't able to give the nation read legislature, any guidance, any long-term economic plans to chase. So our legislature had nothing to pursue. No matter how much I rail about the legislature sticking their, sticking their beaks into the nature's business future, they can't help themselves. And our present legislature will never divest themselves of their ability to meddle in the Ho-Chunk Nation's business affairs. No matter how ill-equipped they are, so I'll just have to wait until the upcoming election and hope our new legislators see this separation of business from government as part of their new mandate. Oh yeah, by the way, has anyone done any thinking about what happens when our compact renegotiation comes due? Do we have any actuarial studies on what the U.S. economy is going to look like in a couple years? How about Wisconsin's economy? Will Wisconsin open up the state to gaming throughout the state? There are slot machines in every bar and restaurant in Wisconsin now. Who has more political muscle right now? The 11 indigenous nations of Wisconsin 
or the Tavern League. Okay, 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 enough of me crying and moaning like a child. What it comes down to is this, as I see it, we as a nation will never prosper until we forget about our government doing the heavy lifting for us, financially speaking. Waiting on someone else to save our bacon is just plain stupid. No, no, it's borderline criminal is what it is. We have to put on our big boy and big girl pants. We have to do this work ourselves, individually and collectively. We can all read, we can all do basic arithmetic, we can all get up and go to work in the morning, we can all plan. We have a lot of individuals with higher education. We have a lot of individuals who have started their own businesses. Hell, we have a few individuals who have their own business operating today. <coughs> Excuse me. Business creation is the only way we will get individuals or as a nation. We will never achieve financial freedom by trading our time for money. By trading our time for money, all we are doing is building someone else's dreams. We should start working on our own dreams. Yeah, well, what have you done? Where's your business? Not to be too, too big a jerk, but as I said before, my wife and I had our own business for 25 years. We operated a machine shop from our garage, Grant Heat Sink. And I'm here to tell you, it was damn hard work. Long hours, sweating deadlines, always worried about materials and tools. Never enough hours in a day. But the money was considerably better, and we decided our own hours. Is being an entrepreneur for everybody? Obviously not. Like I said, the hours are long, the work is grueling, and a percentage for success is minute. However, all the companies we work for individually were initially started by entrepreneurs, with the exception being all government jobs and indigenous casinos, which are government-controlled monopolies. There are so many programs out there for indigenous peoples to start their own businesses. There are so many online education sites that will help you gather that knowledge that you're missing. Why not us? Why do we continue to look at other people to create our financial security? Why do we continue to look at our government to create our financial security? Because it's safe? Yeah, because it's safe. Saturday, December 3rd at Ho-Chunk Gaming, Wisconsin Dells, 12 Clans 2.0 told us what they are doing and what they plan on doing. What do we plan on doing? What do you plan on doing? Remember, our future is in our hands, not 12 Clans 2.0, not the legislature, not the office of the president, not the state or the federal government. I attended the 12 clans shareholders meeting with the hope to see and hear good things about our future. I wanted to see numbers. I wanted to see projections. I wanted to see concrete plans. I wanted to see charts. I wanted ugly transparency. I felt let down. As a nation, we should adopt the Kansas State motto when dealing with any organization or government entity from now on. Show me. But I'm not going to put my faith, my future, in 12 clans or any organization or government when it concerns the sovereignty of the Ho-Chunk Nation. The apathy has to stop, and it has to stop now. We don't need bears, deer, or eagles. We need sharks. We have to start building and creating for ourselves. And this has to start today.
Has anyone ever watched a small child pretend to cook a meal with toy appliances? They mimic what they see grown-ups do in the kitchen, but they have really no idea what it takes to prepare a meal. It's adorable, but if a family actually relied on the child to feed the family, family would starve to death. Similarly, I have watched from afar as the Ho-Chunk Nation legislature pretends to engage <coughs> in economic development. In, brief, in briefly reviewing their campaign ads, you know the ones they all say how they want to be elected so that they can help their people? I did not see a single list of experiences from any of them that referred to their background in economic development. Economic development is a complicated discipline that requires specific higher education and in-depth experience in order for anything of value to result. And it is not a legislative function. Should the legislature be engaged in conversations and plannings for economic developments? Absolutely. They need to provide capital where appropriate, alter taxation where necessary, and create policy that en enhances the overall goal of developing a productive Ho-Chunk Nation economy. Our governmental structure does not allow for the legislature to drive the mission of economic development. Per our Constitution and the provisions set forth regarding the separations of power, driving an economic development mission is clearly an executive branch function. Now, as I have mentioned repeatedly in past podcasts, with efforts like amending the Legislative Organization Act to give themselves authority over all businesses, the legislature must believe that they should have this authority. It is my theory that they continue to push the envelope regarding businesses or economic development issues because of a provision in our Constitution. Article 5, Section 2, Subsection E says, The legislature shall have the power to raise revenue. This phrase is followed by the words, including the power to levy and collect taxes and license fees. It is obvious to me that the framers of our Constitution included this language so that the legislature would eventually create and maintain a taxation means of supporting the government instead of relying solely on gaming revenues. The entire document essentially mimics the U.S. Constitution what government starts and runs businesses for their constituents. I don't believe the framers were thinking, hey, legislature, here is a provision that will give you the power to usurp the powers of the executive branch and raise revenues by driving business and economic development initiatives. Clearly, the provision was placed in the Constitution to give the legislature the authority to levy taxes and fees. Period. Possible advice from legislative attorneys notwithstanding, I wonder what the Supreme Court would say about this. Hopefully one day they will have an opportunity to say something about this. But aside from their economic development efforts being unconstitutional, in my opinion, there are other reasons the legislature should relinquish this task to the executive branch, or better yet, the 12 clans. Before I get into the various reasons why the legislature should not be leading the charge on an economic development initiative, let me just say that I appreciate the thought 
Though I have witnessed precious little, that gives me confidence that the legislature is genuinely seeking to help the people. This would appear something that legitimately could help the people. So kudos to whatever legislator or legislature is outsider started this conversation. But the legislature is not the group that should be driving the bus. A reason the legislature should not be leading this charge is the Ho-Chunk people can continue to reinforce our desire to separate business from government. Although I have not attended, there have been open forums for tribal members to attend where information is being gathered by a consultant group called Fourth World Design Group. The idea appears to be an effort at creating a comprehensive economic development strategy. I have been advised that at least one of the surveys of tribal members conducted by Fourth World resulted in a significant sentiment that separating business from government is a top priority of the people. Full stop. The legislator is leading an economic development initiative by having hired a consultant group. Tribal members are surveyed and the results state that tribal members want separation of business from government. And the legislature continues to lead the charge of economic development. Believe me, the irony is not lost on me. At this point, the legislature would do well to hand this over to the executive branch, or better yet, to 12 clans, but remain engaged so that they may learn about something that their published past experiences completely lack. The legislature could then transfer their newly minted executive direct position over to the executive branch. The business department or the 12 clans if they viewed his experience as worthy of the position. As an aside, the economic development position in the legislature is the son of Area 2 Representative Kristen White Eagle. Did the legislature follow their own hiring laws by publicly posting the new position and interviewing tribal member applicants for this position? Or did they waive their own laws so that a legislature could have her son hired? Dubious optics at best. But I digress. Back to why I believe the legislature should not lead this initiative. I would encourage listeners to Google a publication by the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve System entitled Growing Economies in Indian Country, Taking Stock of Progress and Partnerships. There is a subsection of this publication that I found particularly interesting and very relevant to what the legislature is now doing. The subsection is entitled Constraints Related to Tribal Governance Structures. The constraint reads as follows. Some tribal governance structures are ill-suited for meeting economic development needs. For example, a short-term elected leadership does not lend itself to long-term strategic planning and implementation. Hmm. It occurs to me that if the legislature relinquished business functions to a Section 17 corporations, I don't know, say like 12 clans, this continuity of leadership challenge would not be a problem. The very next passage under the constraints related to tribal government structure reads, Governance structures can hinder development when they fail to provide a clear separation of powers between executive, legislative, and judicial functions. Now, I know you think I made that up because I talk about it so much, but 
Now I know I'm not crazy because the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve System published it. Look it up. Now, our governance provides a clear separation of powers in our Constitution, and that's an encouraging first step. Now it's just a matter of the legislature respecting and abiding by the separation of powers. A much bigger hurdle for the nation at this time. And more irony, given their current quest of leading an executive development initiative, arguably an executive branch function. The subsection also includes the following language. As tribes and their members seek to expand business activities, the need to further develop robust legal business environments and sound governance becomes imperative. That would be your cue, legislators, to develop laws and policies that enhance entrepreneurship. That would also be your cue, legislators, to develop sound governance because it is imperative. That means arbitrarily eliminating tribal member positions for political purposes and a development of dumb or un unconstitutional law would have to cease. In the same paragraph it reads, politicized business managements, quote-unquote, are barriers to economic development. And yet another similar line of reasoning, the subsection reads, tribal political interference in the management of tribal business often hinders long-term planning and continuity of management. And the final quote, some tribal, member, some tribal leaders are not provided adequate training in the fundamentals of good governance and management. Remember, these quotes are from a highly respected publication. These are not something I pulled out of thin air to support my constant assertions about the need for separating business from government. The Ho-Chunk Nation is the very personification of the listed constraints. It's as though the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve System were writing about the Ho-Chunk Nation as a cautionary tale of what not to do for a tribe pursuing economic development. In further support of the idea that the legislature should not be leading this economic development charge is the eighth and final factor affecting economic and business development in Native American communities. And that factor is this, lack of regional collaboration. Collaboration is born out of a is born out of relation building. I am aware of only a single enti singular entity within the Ho Chunk Nation that understands this. Ho Chunk Gaming Madison had a municipal relations coordinator for eight years. As I understand it, a significant mission was to lay the relationship foundation so that when the nation opted to develop on its Madison land, the civic, business, and nonprofit communities would be in full support. But the legislature arbitrarily eliminated the position from Madison's budget and never provided a reason. Now they are engaging in an economic development initiative, and their action with this position completely flies in the face of a cornerstone facet of economic development, relation building for the purpose of, co purpose of collaboration. The complete ignorance of the necessity of relation building was on full display when the Porch Creek Band out of Alabama so impressed the Illinois Gaming Board with 
all of their foundational relation building that they were awarded the gaming license in Southland. Meanwhile, when asked by the Illinois Gaming Board about the nation's community efforts, Legislative Counsel Mike Murphy meekly stated that the legislature had written a letter to the mayor of Linwood. What? The Porch Creek displayed a master class in laying a relationship foundation with the local and regional political, business, and nonprofit communities, and they secured a highly competitive and coveted gaming license. They will build a casino. The Ho-Chunk Nation, led by legislators, will not. The Porch Creek model was the same model that has been executed in Madison for eight years until the legislature decided to rid Madison of this vital position. And now, now they want to de- delve into economic development? Lastly, the legislature should not be engaging in a leadership role for the purpose of infusing economic development because I doubt there's any real interest. Watch any legislative session and you'll witness legislators on their phones, staring at their laptops, or just wandering out of a meeting. They do not possess any acumen. Yet, to watch a session, you you soon learn they are not interested in learning either. I observed legislatures who bothered to show up to the 12 Klan shareholders meeting on Saturday, December 3rd, on their phones for much of the presentation. At the aforementioned Illinois Gaming Board meeting, one could observe a legislator eating on screen while the Ho-Chunk representatives fumbled through their embarrassing puppet show. Someone had a nice idea that they felt would legitimately help the people. Economic development. With no idea what they were doing, the legislature hired Fourth World to assist in walking them through some exercises. The obvious and most efficient way forward is for the legislature to relinquish all business functions to 12 clans and to get out of the way and stand by when legislation and capital are needed from them. In the August 10, 2022 online publication of TVWIFR out of Beloit, there was an article about the nation's impending Beloit Casino. The final quote was attributed to Area 2 Representative Kristen White Eagle, who said, Calling it a gateway to opportunities was part of that initiative to inspire further economic development. It's past time to put away the toys and let the adults take over economic development strategies before we all one day starve to death. I went to the uh, Wisconsin Dells Casino last week for the uh, 12 Clan shareholder meeting. Threw a couple of shekels into the machines after the uh, meeting was over, just uh, for something to do. I uh, I throw nickels around like they're manhole covers. Man, it, it's it's tough to me. It's tough for me to part with my money. I never got that uh, gaming or gambling gene. Wandering around the place, I noticed something new. That uh, Jose Parra restaurant. Where the buffet used to be. Hot diggity dog food. I may hate to gamble, but I loves me some grub. This was and is fantastic. 
How come the uh, legislative public relations team or the public relations team from the office of the president didn't seem uh, scream this from the good news from the rooftops? Man, oh man. With the little woman on my arm, I sauntered up to the desk and asked for the best table. We were ushered in and soon found comfortable accommodations. It wasn't bad. The gentleman serving us said they just opened uh, four days ago and that soon they would be operating at full force. I know that this time of year is pretty rough for restaurants, but still, I'm uh, very glad to see food in an otherwise vacant part of the casino. So I just want to say kudos to the Ho-Chunk Nation, uh, I mean Ho-Chunk Gaming Wisconsin Dells facility, the Ho-Chunk Nation legislature, the office of the president, and uh, Jose Parra for agreeing to uh, have hot food in the casino. With our grill and now Jose Parra, our customers don't have to get up and leave the facility to get something to eat. So uh, congratulations all the way around on getting the job done.